Okay. Um. Hi, Karen. No. <laughs> what a burn. I'm Karen. And, I'm and this is Downstage Left, the theater podcast where we talk a little, <laughs> laugh a lot, and know nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. I just... Lauren just referenced. The way that I have really been screwing up our intro. No, but I'm sorry. There's nothing like starting a podcast and me immediately blowing out your ears. No, no, no. It's all good. I think we're okay. We have a new mic set up this week, so we're going to hope for the best. Hopefully Um, that wasn't too loud and I can equalize it. Sure. Um, Lauren, what are we doing today? Do you know? Uh... I uh, well, this something is your new. idea, so I'm sure, very excited something about new. it. But I do know I think we're gonna we're gonna have a fr- lively discussion. <laughs> yes. Um. So one of the things that when we talk about shows, we tend to talk about them either like you don't know about it or I don't know about it. Yeah. And then we kind of just like educate one another, which I think has been fun, and I have been good feedback that people are like, oh, I haven't thought about that show in years, or I didn't know that show. Yeah. But today I thought we would try to do something different. I thought we could go into a little bit of a friendly debate because. You and I tend to like a lot of the same shows. Yeah. Uh, we tend to dislike some, you know, whatever. Um, we don't disagree that often. We don't. Stuff, yeah. um, and and the stuff that we do, I think, disagree on is, like, pretty minimal. Yeah. Um, so today I thought we would do something where we're going to pick – I put a bunch of – no, you can't see this because of the podcast, but I put a <laughs> bunch of shows inside a, a literal hat. Yeah. Um, and we're going to pick a show, and then we're each going to have to – we're going to pick uh, basically a side, um, but it will be assigned to us via uh, this marker – presence that i have um and we will have to say why the show is the greatest or argue that it is not yeah and it may not align with like how we actually feel about the show yeah but it will force us to either think nice things about a show that we don't like or bad things about a show we do like uh and then um listeners you can be the winners and let us know who you think won um but that is what we are doing today yeah we're gonna do some debating we're We're gonna do some debating so first let's pick a show yeah so i'm gonna mix them up a little bit sure um, They're folded. She can't see. This so. is very exciting. I'm yeah. like so excited. Like, what's in here? I don't know. Here it comes. The first one is Legally Blonde. Sure. So a show that we're both familiar with. I also yeah. try to make sure I put in shows we're both familiar Good. with. Great. Where you're like, I don't know that show, but I <laughs> guess I like it. But Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde. So I also have in my hand two Sharpie markers. One is a yellow. One is a purple. Okay. And I cannot see which is which. If you pick yellow, you have to argue that you love Legally Blonde and it's the best show ever created. Okay. Uh, if you get purple, um, it is the worst show. Why was it made? Burn in hell. Great. Just kidding. You know, that's extreme. Burn in hell. You can decide. Okay, hold on. Sure. Mix them up. I have not seen these. I don't know. Okay. I am picking this one. It's yellow. And that is means that I you love, it. love it. Okay, great. You love it. Great. Okay. And you don't like it. And I today. do not like it. Today, I don't like it. Today so. You don't like it. Um, Fun. This is great. Sure. I don't know what form. Now I'm. Yeah, that's as, now that's like, as far as I thought. So. Oh, okay. So. But sure, I, you can start. I'll start. Yeah. Sure. I'll just start discussing my thoughts on why Legally Blonde is the best. First of all, I like, you know, I'm a big advocate for um, opportunities for women. And there are sure. tons in this show. It's um, it's basically all women. It's basically all women. Sure. Um, it's based on one of the best movies, I think. And one of my favorite movies. One of the most quotable movies of all time. Um, and it's just, it's, like, very fun. The music is, like, very upbeat and very singable and, like, a good time. Um, yeah, I just, I actually legitimately do kind of enjoy this show. Sure. So, yeah, that's, what that's it, my opening argument. Sure, for, is my argument just that it only has women in it, and that's why it's bad, <laughs> and it's based on a movie. Boo! Sure, where I just take yours and kind of like, <laughs> flipping it off. Sure, no, no, no. Um, here's the thing. You could, you could argue that. Sure. I think it is a show that 
potentially will not age well. Okay. Uh, and that's one of the things, like, to me, the sign of a good show is its longevity. Like, we're talking Phantom 25, no, longer than that, 30 million years on Broadway, Cats. Yeah. Yeah. Although Cats, maybe not the right thing either. Sure, but don't, don't um, do that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, and I think, too, it is based on a movie, um, and while it's not a jukebox, so I guess it does have that going for it, I'll give you that, but... Um, I don't know if it's like it gives us kind of iconic characters aside from our lead. Yeah. Everybody else is kind of throwaway. There's not really any like buddy uh, that you get really excited about. Maybe Paulette. But even then you're like, "Mm, Paulette. But it just doesn't give you sort of that memorable piece. And I'm going to tell you, I know it's like kind of a love story about herself where she's like finding that she can do things. Yeah. Um, Oh my God, yeah. But I sure. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you. Um, I just think it's too much about her. Oh, okay. So you and think so it's like I it. think so. In which everybody else is kind of just about, which works in a movie, but doesn't necessarily like work in a play. Doesn't read on stage. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say. I I do think that there is an iconic element to to being Elle Woods and to the Legally Blonde, just like franchise in general. Um, and I, I don't know if I would agree. I mean, like, Paulette is a character that is really important. Sure. And uh, the bend and snap number, is that is that Paulette? Yeah. Okay. Then well, it's the three friends yeah. and then her doing it. And that, that's a great number. But then there's also one that um, Brooke Windham does. And yeah. And it's, like, the, the workout number that's sure. really fun. I really like that number. To be honest, I was um, and I was like, ooh, dope. I'm going to say the show also is discriminatory towards brunettes. Okay, fair. No, that's fair. And you have to be blonde to play the role. Fine. Correct. And I mean, I you could wig somebody, yeah. but like, mm, come on. And um, and mostly, mostly that's it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, dark haired people. And also a little derogatory. I feel like towards cats because the dog is such a feature. <laughs> derogatory. So I feel cats. like. Those but also, two things. That's, a, that's a bonus point in my favor. I'm going to sure. be like, honestly, there's a dog You have in a it. little dog like, that you carry around dog. that way. I would I would put Waffles on stage as Bruiser in a heartbeat. She would be Waffles terrible. would never. She would, she would just. Have you ever seen that clip of the Toto yes, that just yes. dumps off the side of the stage? People send that to me Sure, that would time. be Waffles. That, poor Waffles. I mean, no offense to Waffles. I've met Waffles many times. She's a good dog. She, um, Waffles would get so excited and pee on stage. She would pee on stage. She's mellowed out a little bit. She's like eight now, you know? So, like, maybe she'd <laughs> sure. be a little more chill. She just likes to be held. Yeah. So, you just carry her around. She's happy to be there. Um, in a basket. Sure, I'm going to add that to my column. You have to deal with a live animal <laughs> that, like, yeah. doesn't really, like, in the vein of, like, um, that dog in Annie. Sandy? Oh, Sandy, dog? yeah. Sure, like, well, come on. Yeah. We don't need animals. Come on. <laughs> Animals are really hard to like maintain. Uh, like gross. <laughs> Correct. When I was in, I mean, it's in the dog is in like two scenes. Yeah, so it's like big deal. When I was in like elementary school or something, my school did the Wizard of Oz, and like sure. that Toto definitely pooped on stage. <laughs> like, sure, in which ew, now you have poop great. on stage. Gross. <laughs> it was very good. Um, so uh, maybe closing argument. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say. Legally Blonde doesn't really set, um, like, you, there's no lesson learned from it either, other than, like, um, you shouldn't follow a man to college. Like, that's the initial sure, thing you learn is, like, that. she's doing that. And um, you can kind of, like, accidentally, like, get into Harvard Law and get a <laughs> law degree, which I think is malarkey. Sure, like, but... we don't see any of the hard work she puts in. She just, like, she gets a break that her first case has something to do with hair stuff that she is familiar like with. Perm. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, so I don't know, man. I think 
uh, Legally Blonde, uh, you know, is is not is like one of those um, like it's a trendy musical. Trendy. Oh, and it was fun. like it was fun while it happened. MTV like jumped on its bandwagon for a hot second, and now it's just it, it is what it is. It's a high school thing that people do because you only have girls in high school anyway. Well, sure. That, that that's part of my clothing, right? Opportunities for women. There's lots. Um, I also think it's a story about uh, finding yourself and making the best of a situation, right? She Even if already decide, comes from a rich, affluent oh, family. She's, what is she learning? Like, oh, okay. No, she is. She's learning that she is worth more than her stupid boyfriend. That's what she's worth. And she follows, sure, she follows him to Harvard. But uh, while she's there, she discovers that she's actually great at being a lawyer. And well, that, that, <laughs> Sure, we sound like a presidential <laughs> debate right now. Where you're like, it's not, it's not your time. Um, and I just, you know, I think the messaging is generally positive. That's where I'm sure. at. That's where I'll land. Right, listeners, you let us know now. Where are you stand up? Do you, where do we actually stand? I actually think it's a great show. I think it's fun. Yeah, sure, I, I think it's super fun. Super the music fun. is actually harder than you think. Yes, it is. But very good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like that show. <laughs> You're just really good at arguing things. All right, here's sure, your I'll, I'll love, love to argue. Um, no, 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 but I actually think, I, like I said, I, I like the show, too. too. Yeah, I think the music is super fun. Um, I think the characters are fun. They're, um, they're very silly, and I do like that it's more women forward, but... Yes. Okay, I'll pick. Ready? Okay. Uh-oh. Come on, now. Try to escape. Les Mis. Les Mis. Oh, boy. Sure, a classic. Oh, boy. Um, also known as Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Do another like swoosh around because I think I just saw which one was which. Um, all right, there we go. I'm gonna pick a marker. I'm gonna pick this one this time, and I'm yellow again for it. Which means I am it. for Les Mis. Okay, 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 okay. Sure, I got it. Well, I got to think about it. Hold on. I know. I really. Take well, a I'll I'll start. <laughs> so, um, here's the thing. Les Mis <laughs> is one of those <laughs> musicals that came about during the epic musical. Yeah. And it is one that uh, is based, the source material is like classic French literature. Yeah. Um, and here's what I'm going to tell you. It's a real long show of a lot of singing, sung yes. through. It's one of those, one of those ye olde sung through Operetta ones. Operetta style. That's right. And um, a pretty big bummer. Les <laughs> uh, Mis is, is a pretty everybody big bummer. Dies. And everybody dies for the most part. It celebrates being a criminal. <laughs> And, um, you know, he stole a loaf of bread for his family, I believe, is the beginning thing. Yes. But then what does he do? Once he gets out, literally goes and steals again. So he learned nothing. And, you you know, he stole from, And also, he stole from the church. I know. Everybody knows you don't steal from the church. Can't do that. Um, and then, of course, like, when he, when the priest lets him go, he's like, I'm going to turn my life around. But then what does he do? He doesn't notice that his factory workers are being treated poorly. And that woman, Fontaine... Is then it's his factory. Then Fontaine <laughs> is left to what happens? Sell her teeth and her hair and prostitute herself, sex worker. Which we were more sex worker positive now, but surely in the context of this show, it was bad. Well. Yeah, Correct. Bad. Right. Um, and so like no teeth. consent. Oh, in the movie, she like rips her teeth out. Oh, um, sure, it's disgusting. That's gross. Um, sure, don't even get me started on the movie adaptation. Uh, surely we're talking about the OG. Yes, yes. Um, well, also, sure, also, um, all white people. It's literally oh, no gosh, yeah. diversity. Um, all white, although, other than Eponine always, sometimes being played by, like, a Pacific Islander, which is, like, confusing, because surely that's confusing. Um, but... Uh, in general, no good women in this movie, in this show, movie, sorry, in the show. <laughs> um, the women are 
a lady who has a child with no father who then uh, becomes a sex worker against her will and is horribly abused and then dies. dies. Yeah, <laughs> she dies. Um, an abused, her abused child who lives, surely being abused by, um, what's by her face is. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Sorry, then, yes. thank you. And then grows up to, like, a child of privilege and, like, not helping anybody else. Uh, and then Eponine, who, like, also potentially abused by those garbage parents, yeah. and then pines after a guy who doesn't, friend zones her so hard and doesn't even realize she's alive, uh, and then dies for him, unrequited. Yeah. So it's a real sad time for women, and then, like, a horrible, horrible lady who's, like, serving uh, horse meat and piss to people. Sure, so, that is weird. Um, no good women characters. And the male characters aren't any better. They all seem like terrible people. Um,. With the exception of, like, little Gavroche, sure. who they let die. Okay. They let a child go into war and die. Um, no redeeming times. Um, Jean Valjean only saves one person because his daughter happens to be in love with him. Sorry, the rest of you, you're dead. And so, in conclusion, <laughs> Les, Mis. Les Mis is a big, giant bummer with too much singing and um, it's, it's just, it's too much. All right. I have no further comments. Thank you. <laughs> yes. No, I have. I have thoughts. Uh, first of all, uh, no, no, no dialogue to memorize. Sure. So yeah, sure. a lot of music, absolutely. But if you have a banger orchestra, then it's like very nice, and it can be. I mean, the epic musical is epic, called epic for a reason because it's overwhelmingly sound heavy, huge, yeah. and it's huge, and it's especially when you get a big full cast like that, you can't beat. It's been done. Les Mis, maybe, down. I feel like, more than other shows, has been done in concert more. Yeah. With, like, a big old chorus and a big old full orchestra. Yeah, and, like, it's a show that, like, you can never have too many people in it. Yeah. Because it is it just the more, the better with that music. Um, it's, it's simple enough harmony that um, yeah. people can pick it up and, and fit inside of it, and it sounds really pretty. Um, it's very, very nice songwriting. Um, and the motifs in the show repeat themselves enough. A, mil- a million times? A million times. They repeat themselves enough that an audience member feels familiar and connected to it immediately. Sure. So that, like, we like things that we recognize. Sure. So even if you've never seen it, you you feel connected to it when you hear that melody later on in the show. Which I think is incredibly smart songwriting, whether you, you know, feel one way or whatever. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the women piece of it is a reflection of the time and the story that it is, comes from, and I have nothing to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Victor Hugo. Um, but I mean, it is an emotional story and I think it's a good, good place to go if you're like, Hey, I need a good cry and let's, let's just sit down. Whenever I go out on the town and I'm like, should we get there first? (laughs) And then I'm like, and then what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, my God, I have a good cry. And you're like, well, I know the perfect public place to do that. Let's go. <laughs> or if you're like, hey, these singers are really good. Uh, we got to go see these people in Les Mis because we know it's going to be amazing because these singers are fantastic and they don't have to say anything. <laughs> sure. We don't have to have their sad dialogue. But also, and then, like, here we go. Like, right, like, thievery is one thing. Yes. Does he learn anything in prison? No. Does he learn something from that priest guy? Yes. And my dad uh, introduced me to Les Mis when I was a youth. And he says, <laughs> I know, <laughs> sorry, I'm weird when yeah, I say weird. He says that that part is always the thing that makes him cry the most because... Oh, that the priest just the forgives priest him like, and hey, understands? It's okay, and here's, here's what we're going to learn from this. And I do think there's something to be said for... I'm not, like, a religious person, but I think that that's an intentional character movement, like, piece for Jean Valjean. It's like, 
He doesn't learn anything by working in a prison. He does learn from someone's kindness. And that, I think, is an important part of the story. I think it's church propaganda for religion (laughs) that we cannot trust the penal or the justice system, but we can turn to the religious side of things to um to give that away so like okay but the 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 dialogue that the priest sings doesn't say anything about jesus yeah but it's a priest and they're like oh priest 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 where else would he go to seek asylum in france sure well that was very popular yeah um sanctuary sanctuary sure quasimodo (laughs) like came down and was like what up Uh, this sure. is where those stories like mash up. Too. Yeah, he ran into Esmeralda while he was there, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, I, I, this one's full. I gotta go." Sure, where he was like, bathroom. "I think there's a hunchback already in this one. I gotta go, but thank you. But I, I'm gonna steal this candlestick. Brb. Bye. Would you like one too, Gypsy? I'll, a marginalized group of people as well. Oh boy. Um, sure. Um, I think that uh, sure. I mean, listen. In conclusion, sad for women. Um, pro church it makes it makes you think that and um allow uh, pro criminals uh, you know just uh i yeah too many and a lot of triggers um pro war yeah. kind of but if done i would say if done well and this i mean the staging people kind of like you roll your eyes because you do a turntable or something that turns around no i know but they don't do that anymore they think, don't which is sad i love the turntable turntable is very so cool. another strike against it is that they ruined the staging of it well and i would say like to cr- think outside of the turntable i've seen yeah. some really cool things i like are doing. i think the ones they have so. now it like comes across it like starts on opposite ends like stage left stage right and then comes together in the yeah. middle and then turns i think that's cool i do miss the guy hanging upside down for like honestly a prolonged and obviously they stopped doing that for health reasons sure safety. Was, sure fine. for like a safety health reason like it's not good to hang upside down for like 10 minutes it's not um but i miss that yeah um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think if done correctly, and it, it presents an acting challenge to to have to emote through your through only sung through dialogue, and um, and if done well, it can be extremely powerful. I'm gonna say maybe an umpire. I think Marius is an f boy. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, I ha- I have to argue for him because I'm holding the, the yellow yep, marker. You have the yellow marker. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I just think he is. He just has a lot to learn. Oh, I'm. I want to <laughs> revolution. Oh, but I'm in love. But I also have this other hot girl who's in love with me. But I think she's my friend. Why well, don't what? What's wrong with you? He's got a lot on his plate. Where are his parents? <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Uh, no. I I think that you but know. Also, if you have a, a hot dude playing Anjaros, that will redeem everything. Like Aaron Tveit in the movie. I'm not whether we're talking about the movie, but like Anjaros no, no, no. is like the no, you're right. of the show. You know what I'm saying? I know, but in all the productions, yeah, where you're always like. How come Eponine? Yeah, Eponine, why why hey girl. Just, like look to the left? <laughs> sure. Hey girl, look at him. Yeah. And he's like a leader, so yes. uh sure. Um no, I, I stand strong on this one. Les Mis is a dumpster fire of a long forgotten <laughs> musical trope of the like epic sung through nonsense of the like late eighties, early nineties, um, and should remain as such. I'm gonna say it's classic. It's rememberable. It's singable. It's, uh, I mean, it did well for a reason. It is epic. Okay. All right. Uh, let us know. Um, how do you, sure. Hi, lovely Miss. Like, this is, this is why this is like, I, we have to just switch next time because, yeah. um, I love Les Mis. It's a classic. I know all the songs by heart. Yeah. Um, Com Wilkinson, you know, that's, to me, that's who I think of when I think of Jean Valjean. 
Um, I I think it's so well done. They have good comedic characters. I think all those things. Yeah. Um, the comic relief of the Tenardiers is the best part. Is great. No, and yeah. all I've never seen bad people play them. No, it's like those are the most always fun. Yeah. so good. Um, for me, like it's like a little like I you, know, you talk about Les Mis, you kind of like I roll my eyes a little bit. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it's wonderful, and there's a reason why. Like it's very very pretty songwriting and blah blah blah. But I'm like oh god, Les Mis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. It's just like overdone. I did it in high school. Yeah. I know a lot of people that have done it since, and it's just like, you know, there's um, other musicals in the world, you guys. Of course. Um, Les Mis is the perfect soundtrack to listen to if you're driving from Kalamazoo to the side of the state. Oh, is it like that It's the time? exact amount of time. Nice. That's so, cool. Um, just a fun fact. Right, um, let's okay. do maybe one more. We'll do one more, but I, I would, no marker. I'm yeah. just going to say I'm in I'll favor purple. of purple, yeah. yeah. You have to give me the purple marker, though. That's an important part. Sure, of I know. We both have been playing with it. I know. I, I can't not have, like, a thing to play. Oh, here we go. Is it going to be one I hate, though? I'm a fan of the opera. I'm, oh, I'm pro fan of the opera. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Go uh, ahead, Karen. Sure. I'm going to play with this purple marker now. Okay. Phantom of the Opera. Sure. Just, <laughs> so it's just my opposite argument for Les Mis. During the epic musical oh time. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's the thing. There's a reason. Um, there's a reason why Phantom is still playing on Broadway. Why it's still tours. Why it has been done in over... I don't know, 11 billion countries. It is a classic, classic uh, musical in which even people who don't know musical theater, and this is a, this I think is the test, right? Is people who don't know theater and don't know musical theater still know Phantom of the Opera. And I think that really says something about it where like dum-dums who are just like, what now? Oh, no, I've heard of Phantom. I've seen it. We went and saw it. And I'm going to tell you, um, it's still to this day... Broad, jankity Broadway production aside, although maybe it's gotten better since I saw it, but oh boy. I think I told you about the mannequins. But yeah. um, I think still to this day, from a technical standpoint, it's still one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. That like as a kid, and no, when we saw even when we saw the Jankity version in Broadway, we had those dudes from like some Eastern European country sitting next to us. And they gave zero shits at the first act, but the second act, when stuff starts coming and flying and the chandelier, they lost their damn mind. <laughs> uh, it is really one of those interesting things that, you know, as uh, as musicals start to, you know, as musicals start to use, uh, stage shows in general start to use more screens and, like, the projections and different things like that, Phantom, to me will still be one of the best technical shows with, like, practical effects. Like, where are those candles coming from? How is the boat gliding? Like, the chandelier drops and, like, goes down. Uh, To me, that stuff is so freaking cool and uh, has never been, like, I've never seen another show do stuff like that um, at that time. And then, you know, without, like, now, of course, like, technical stuff. But, um, and the music, um so many of those songs had like popular airplay as well yeah and it just got traction that way because the songwriting and the songs are so so good and there's people who have built their entire careers out of being the best known phantom the best known christine um you know michael crawford made an entire living by playing the fam probably a little too long (laughs) um but he then went on to tour and sing and do concerts and stuff but based off of that we nobody knew him before that um and i think if you're looking at sort of the andrew lloyd weber book it's one of his best um in terms of like music especially so many good notes is like an amazing what is it five part like just people weaving in and out of that i think that's so good prima donna yeah you know like all those songs i think are are so smart and done so well 
and you just don't see that. And I don't know if he's done it since. I guess. Um, but love never dies, man. Why don't you goose off, goose off? Sure. <laughs> I don't know if he's done it as well in the future <laughs> times. Um, but I just think that music is so good, and I think you know that that piece of it where there's a reason why it stood the test of time, and it's still one of his best. So Phantom. All right, that's Ken. ignoring all of the no problematic. No, here I am. This is me. I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about the problems. Uh, if you don't remember this, here sure, we go. Reference back episode, whatever it was. Sorry and, if and this we'll is redundant you. for you, but um, well. yeah, I'm just gonna say it. Like you know, first of all, again, my biggest gripe with like almost all the musicals in the world. Uh, limited opportunities for the ladies, especially in an industry and in a like locally in a sure. hobby community where there's it's dominated by women. Let's write some more shows for women. I'm just saying, Andy, let's get it together. Um, and then to talk about this one woman. I mean, sure. Actually, I just now was thinking about Andrew Lover. I was like, sure, Jesus Christ Superstar, mm, all men. Uh, yes. Avita, one lady, yes. and then the staircase, la- suitcase lady, Joseph, Joseph. was that Andrew Lloyd Webber? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all dudes, all dudes. Um, like the narrator that can go. Sure, even know. School of Rock, yeah. one lady. What the hell, man? Sure, Andy, get your shit together. That's what. Okay, that's all I have to say about him. I also like this poor woman that is the you know arguably the protagonist uh, is like has episode been... six, y'all. I was, yeah. That's what I was looking for. I was wondering what you're at. Yeah, episode six is where we talk about Phantom, but. Uh, she is gaslit the whole time. She has no autonomy. She has no agency of her own. It's just, it's like a whole rough time for her. The problematic stuff around the Phantom where he's like creepy and also her dad's age is How weird. do you feel about, um, recently, because I've been looking at fan fiction oh God, oh show, God. um, that his name is Eric. I, we knew Which that. I think it's in the show, but like, yeah. I just feel that's Eric weird. with a K also. Sure, um, which is something. It's fine. I don't, here's the thing. I don't mind Eric with a K. I don't care about that. I, is I that very French though? Him. Uh, he might you have be... like Christine and Raul, and then you're like, Eric. It, it probably is like pronounced Eric. Sure, probably. Sure, we're Perhaps. making it real Michigan. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, don't care about his name. It's sure. I, I could take or leave that, but I don't like that he's like weirdly in love with her and he's old enough to be her father. That's oh yeah. I mean, um, I don't like Raul because he is like. I mean, she has two choices: be with the Phantom or be with this other man. And why? Why? Just pick nobody and be, live your life. Um, Madame Giri is a creep and weird, and like, what's going on with her? <laughs> I don't get it. I like don't understand. Also, <laughs> Phantom has that shitty sequel, and I, that has to be a factor in this because why? Phantom, the, why is Love Never Dies even a thing that exists? Love Never Dies is a thing that exists because Phantom was so popular that I, he was trying to like cash sure, in. But it there was is more story bad. to tell. It's bad. And sure, that is when, that story sure, stayed. that's when Madame Jury becomes like a real creep. Yeah, that's true. Um, Carlotta, you know, like it, that's this is where like the Bechdel test comes into play, right? Like they don't talk to each other. Uh, they're opposite each other the whole time. Realistically, like, why would it no, matter? We talked about Carlotta too being like the most realistic person who would be like, "Yeah, who is this dumb girl?" I've been doing this for years and yes, training for I years. Trained for years yeah. for this. I, I just, you know, the uh, the animosity between Carlotta and Christine to me feels justified. Stupid. I well, it's stupid because realistically, Christine should have just been looking up to Carlotta like you are a role model for me. Sure. Granted, does Carlotta have the best attitude? No, but I think again justified uh i don't know i could go on because i am we did this in episode six sure so. <laughs> uh christine is a uh, lucky to have a father figure in her life oh, just, oh just joking i can't argue that uh sure i can't argue that um My dad is like what dad right 
Yes, the famous Swedish violin player okay. who's dead, I think. Um, I know mom. Sure, she is an orphan, which, um, you know, we love a story about an orphan, so that sure. goes so on my plus it's side. Like a Disney movie. Disney loves a good orphan. Well, I think the potential weird overtones of the father. What figure. do you mean? I'm just kidding. Um, sure. Um, listen, uh, sure. Go back to episode six, listeners, if you really want to hear how we feel about it. But this I'm going to exactly say, what we're doing I'm going to say it's an epic, epic show that has stood the test of time. Lots of fan fiction has been written about it. I don't know if that's weird. sure. I don't think that's a reason to. That for should the win. be a reason for. It should be a reason um, against. Like people sure. are trying to update this show by writing fan fiction about it. That's my. Well, argument. this is maybe, <laughs> and I think it is like in a in a. It does kind of live in its own time and place in a little bit of a bubble. Yeah. Um, which is maybe okay, but uh, you know, it's like classic. Like you see that mask and that rose, and you know what's up. Um, and multiple, multiple people have played it. And I think it's still going in the West. Like, it's one of his most enduring shows where, like, Katz is pieced out. Joseph, every once in a while, rolls around. Jesus Christ Superstar, I think, is still touring and yeah. rock and roll. But, you know, this is really, if you say Andrew Lloyd Webber, I think this is what pe- most people think of. I admit, perhaps, yeah. It's sure. possible. Um, real feelings? Real feelings are exactly the same. Like, I, I sure. maybe am a little less aggressive about it, like, because I'll give I'll give some points to the fact that the, the melodies music. are really nice. Yeah. Um, that's, that's sure. Awesome. I like, I, all the things I said is maybe true, where I do think from a technical standpoint, it's like some fun stuff. Um, but all the things that we have previously discussed is problematic. Yeah, see stand. episode six. <laughs> yeah, if you go reference Julia. episode six, um, you'll, you'll hear more about that. But, um, you know, it is, I do think everyone should see it, though. Yeah, I mean it is. It's it's a staple in musical theater yeah. history that I think is important for people to be familiar with, just as a general rule. Sure, um, I've, I've heard a lot of people sing "All I Ask of You" poorly. Yeah, I've sung "Music of the Night." Of you poorly. It's, sure, it's you're like it was me. Yeah, just, it was just me and Karen's living room. Like, I, uh, if I had I a had dollar a, for every time someone was singing in my living room, I would be retired. Did I tell you I had to do this? I was doing this like Andrew Lloyd Webber cabaret review once, oh. and it was like like little vignettes from his most popular shows, and he like sure. cast like people as characters, and so I was Christine. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, and the the dude that did the Phantom was also like the director slash artistic director of this theater, and did not know any of the words. And oh. had them right in front of him. And it was very fun. So we're, like, singing the fan of the opera. Sure. Like, What's going on um, here? That's interesting. I Here's the thing. In a music way, I do like listening to it. But if you're if I'm going to put on Andrew Lloyd Webber, my favorite show is Evita. Yeah, it's good music. It's great music. And I think, under, I think it's underrated a little in, like, his catalog of stuff. Um, I think it's lost in the shuffle a little bit. But um, I think it's pretty dope. And um, Jesus Christ Superstar sometimes, too, if I'm in the right mood. You gotta be in the right mood. I guess it has to be, like, Easter. I don't know. I have to be thinking about Jesus. So, I don't know. Uh, All right. Well, this is... This kind of is a wrap on... I think we'll do this again, because obviously I got more more in the hat. Um, But this kind of is a wrap on... Uh, sort of this debate. Uh, let us listeners let us know who you think won. <laughs> um, I had to defend shows that I I had to uh, like poop on shows that I like. Yeah. So um, I was sad about that. But uh, let us know if there's a show you would like us to debate. Um, you can always find us uh, on all the socials uh, at Downstage Left PC. If you like have a longer form thought that you really want to share with us, uh, Downstage Left PC at gmail dot com, and of course our website downstageleftpodcast.com um and i think uh we will say um 
Exit, stage left, pursued by opinions. <laughs> We're already done pursued by opinions. Did I? Yeah. Oh, man, I am have, like, COVID pursued amnesia. By, okay. Exit, uh, by, by, pursued by a, by a sharpie. Yeah, a sharpie. 